0: Hey, what's up everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 409 of the podcast. My recorder battery is dying as I record this intro. I have 30% left on my recorder, so I will try to get through this entire episode, and hopefully it's a good one. I want to talk about something that I've been experimenting with, which is kind of my favorite way to go about these nutrition and training type podcasts, which is cheat meals, something that I've never recommended and I've actually recommended against typically. I've been trying them out and I do have some pros and cons to list out for you guys and what I've noticed as benefits of them and maybe you should include them in your own plan. Um, This is all based on my experience. Best thing you can do is probably try it out for yourself, which is how I'll probably conclude this episode when I get to the end. Thank you for joining me and let's get started. It is Jordan Stoltz back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another show. It's been a little bit, been a few weeks. Things have been relatively busy. Work's been busy, working a couple jobs, having a one-year-old boy. We had his uh, Everett's one-year-old birthday party in the beginning of September. So that was kind of a big event. Had some family come in and uh, some good Good times there, then got a little bit sick after After that. I think it was just a cold, um, and you know if you've been watching any of my YouTube videos or anything like that, you kind of heard me talk about that, but pretty much just fought that off in a few days. Not too big a deal, just a stuffy nose, and I uh, hope that's all it was, but was able to recover quickly and get back on the train of the regularly scheduled programming. Back with another podcast today, and I want to talk a little bit about nutrition today. This is coming out on, I think, a Monday, late September, September 27, I believe, on the calendar, and I, you know, when I do these kind of podcasts, I like to talk about things that I experiment with a little bit on my own, so I've been kind of going through some of these things in my head, at least, on things that I've kind of been anti, been, been, been against a little bit and definitely recommended people not do them only because I had read studies, research, and kind of this, you know, gathered evidence from other people showing why they should or shouldn't be done. Full body workouts is an example of that. And I did a few podcasts on that already um, a few weeks ago, which was essentially that I've been giving them a try and I've been liking them so much. I ran my same program two times. So I'm on, I think this is week, like 20 something, of full body workouts that I'm on now. And I've been liking it. There are a little bit of split here and there. Uh, but in general hitting the full body three times a week with another couple sessions in there in the middle of the week and liking it a lot. One of those things that I always thought, based on just evidence and common knowledge and things that I've read and research is just for beginners, maybe athletes. I've found it to be, you know, some of the best progress I've made in my life. Some of the, you know, best I felt actually as well because I've been doing all these movements so much. That's not what today's show is about though. Today's on the nutrition side of things. I was going through that list in my head and one of the other things popped into my head is cheat meals. Um, you know, I, I literally work for a macro tracking app company. So I am not necessarily a fan of the concept of cheating on your diet. I kind of think in general, it's better to fit in the foods that you like in moderation. And that's typically the best way to go about things. But I was thinking, you know, how could these maybe mix? How could you include somewhat of a cheat day or a cheat meal? And what would be the effects of that on fat loss, but really psychology, I guess. And does not make dieting or sticking to your plan or your macros easier for the other days? So I will explain how I did it and, uh, kind of go from there. So how I've been experimenting with this and I've done this for the last, uh, let's see the week, a couple weeks before Everett's birthday. So I think it's been about six weeks that I've done this, maybe five weeks, long enough time to be able to conclude some things. How I did it was essentially Sunday through Friday follow a relatively strict diet plan and macros-wise or calorie-wise, the numbers don't matter as much you know, for a broad group of people, but keeping it lower calorie, controlling carbs and fat, hitting protein, eating protein every three hours or so of some kind, and relatively quote-unquote clean foods, whole foods right? Eggs, sweet potatoes, a uh, little bit of beef, chicken, rice, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, things like that. So pretty basic, clean, whole food diet, hitting a lower calorie amount for those six days. And a little bit of that is intuitive. If I had a hard training session, felt a lot of hunger, I would eat. I'm not necessarily holding it down to calorie restriction, just kind of keeping things in the lower end. Then Saturday, essentially cheat day, eat whatever I want through the whole day. And then purposefully after dinner, eat some kind of big craving snack. So craving sweet, make something crazy, like a big stack of pancakes with peanut butter and full calorie maple syrup. Maybe uh, we made a pan of brownies one time and ate like nine of them, you know, cravings like that. I usually crave sweet, not salty. So that's typically what my cheat meals or cheat day consisted of. And then no calorie limitation through the whole day either, not purposefully eating a lot, but definitely not restricting and allowing a little bit more flexibility and things I wouldn't normally do like, um, you know, whole milk in my coffee and, uh, maybe a more high calorie breakfast and things like that. So that's how I was approaching it. And uh, you know, there's pros and cons. I definitely think there's some of each and I kind of let you decide for yourself if it's worth it. I haven't completely decided for myself yet. So I do want to start with the cons is that I don't like the concept of cheating still. And I think that, you know, it's, it's almost hard to make an episode on it and say it so much because the concept of cheating on your diet makes it seem like you can't have whole milk in your coffee or brownies because it's cheating on your diet completely. Well, that's not necessarily true. You can eat a brownie if it fits in your calories for the day, right? Still make progress. Um, but I, I call it that because I guess that's kind of what it is. You have a day where you're just kind of blowing everything out. So that's a con. I don't necessarily like how, how it, uh, puts the idea in your head, I guess. The other con really is that it sets you back. And I think that is maybe not talked about enough for cheat days and cheat meals is that it does actually set you back. You Uh, Let's say you're in fat loss calories, right? You're eating at a calorie deficit to lose weight. Having a cheat day or a weekend or even a cheat meal where you're not tracking, eating a lot more, hitting those cravings, you are going to be making up that damage, for lack of a better word, for probably three days or so. Um, you know, you have six days though. So that's kind of where the pro comes in. You can still make progress. You just kind of spin your wheels a little bit and make up some of that lost ground. I did notice some days I was no heavier the next day after the cheat day than before. Um, some days it was a lot like five, six pounds heavier. And, and those days where it's a lot, it takes a lot of time to pick up momentum again. Another con that I noticed is that it's very easy to slip into habits and cravings. And I think that this is the dangerous part of including cheat days in your diet or even cheat meals is if you're not on it and you do act on cravings alone and not kind of seeing food more as fuel, acting on hunger and stuff like that, you know, you can slip into a pattern very, very easily. I found that on maybe the first couple weeks of doing this, especially where I had a big breakfast, you know, of whatever food I wanted. And then that next day craving similar foods, or, you know, that evening I had say brownies, for example, then Sunday night kind of wanted the rest of the brownies one they're in the house. So that's an issue Two, you just kind of get that taste in your mouth, right? You, you, uh, if, if, you eat fruit as your sweets long enough, you're not really going to crave sweets. But if you start eating sweets, you start craving more sweets. That's kind of the, the interesting thing you find yourself in. So that can be an issue. If you give into temptation easily, it might be better to not even have those in the house or even go down that road. Cold turkey is sometimes necessary. I do want to talk about some pros though. And I was surprised at these because honestly, I kind of knew about those cons. I probably could have done this episode, and I might have done this episode a year ago and talked about those same cons and knew that that would be the case that you'd fall down the slippery slope, that you kind of get a bad mindset around your diet, things like that. But there's pros that I didn't expect at all. So, one of those pros is that psychologically, it's very relieving. If you're sticking to your diet and Um, I think it even gives you a little drive of discipline to push through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe when, you know, you're at the end of the week and kind of getting stressed about other things and not wanting to stick to your diet, to know you have something coming up every week where you can just, if you crave peanut butter, you know, for example, just, I'll just wait till Saturday. I'll just wait till cheat day. I'll, I'll include that in. And sometimes by that day, you don't even want it anymore. But you're able to push through those times because you have something on the horizon you have a light at the end of the tunnel. Also it really helps um, kind of break it up and you just feel a lot better psychologically with the whole dieting thing. You don't really notice that the six days you're eating not as much because that day takes care of all the cravings and uh, discipline issues that you're having. I still am of the belief and this kind of why I like things like fasting that humans really aren't meant to be like strictly disciplined with their food, uh, for every day for months and months on end. I think it's a lot better strategy to have a few strict days a week or maybe six stricter days. And one day where you're not strict at all kind of go in this, um, wave pattern, right? Sometimes you're strict, sometimes you're relaxed up and down, up and down, and you'll average out to where you want to be eventually. I think that's a lot better psychologically in the long term uh, than than restricting for a long, long time. It takes a long time to undo that uh, kind of rigor you're putting your body through. So I also noticed that physically after that first week or two where I did have the cravings of those same foods, it actually completely kills and blunts the cravings. So you're actually able, I think, to really easily stick to low calories for the next three days or so, Wednesday's a toss up depending on the cheat day you had on Saturday, but Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are cake for hitting healthy foods, low calories, um, sticking to your clean foods and your diet. I think that that is pretty beneficial. It makes those cheat day pounds come off really fast because you just aren't as hungry if you did it right. The next three days, you're kind of relying on that light in the end of the tunnel again, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're seeing, okay, only three more days to go, two more days to go. Tomorrow, get to have a cheat day again. So you're able to push through and make that extra progress. You are making progress. It's just a little bit slower, uh, which can be good and can be bad. It depends on your timelines, I guess. Um, I think the other thing that's good is that it really helps you stick to more nutrient-dense, healthier foods more often compared to just tracking macros i think that uh it's easy as someone who's tracked macros for a long time it's easy to slip into the pattern of not including fiber vegetables fruit uh, and just focus on hitting your macros right you get so zeroed in on the protein zeroed in on fitting you know the cupcake or something into your macros that day that you're not eating a whole bunch of really healthy foods throughout the whole week. I really stuck to these whole foods really well with cheat days included. Instead of being less healthy food every day, it was a lot of healthy food for six days and then hardly any on one day. So I guess that you know that comes with its pros and cons, but I think it's it squeaks out to be a little bit better if you're eating more over the course of a week of those whole foods and only one day where you're maybe eating a lot of processed foods, restaurant foods, desserts, but you're not having that every single day. I think that helps with cravings. I think that helps with, um, kind of how you view what your meals are going to be and helps you get more healthy food in through the course of the entire week. Um, now this, you know, to have a couple, don't only have like one high calorie day in a week, maybe affected training negatively. So I thought that by the end of my training week, Friday or so, uh, training was starting to suffer and that's because of restriction up until Friday. Typically I would get really good recovery over the weekend through the cheat day. That extra food really helped recover me from training, get me not sore anymore, which is all good. And the psychological benefits that de-stressing better sleep Saturday night because of all that extra carbs. Um, but Uh, you did kind of notice the training start to deplete as you go through the week. And that's just because of sticking to that diet plan, that rigid plan through the week, which is pretty normal if your calories are lower, but I thought it was worth mentioning. So, you know, the big question, are cheat meals worth including in your diet or cheat days worth it? They might be. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I would have never said that a year ago or even six months ago. It was always something... Very frowned upon in the flexible dieting space, mainly because of the things I talked about on the con side of things, especially psychologically and the damage it can do for your average for the total week. And that is a thing. It definitely sets you back. But that setback I found to maybe be worth it for some people if you're okay with slower progress and you want those benefits psychologically, like being able to just kind of delay some of these foods you crave and knock all those cravings out of the way in one day. It's fun to go out to eat if you have a cheat day. It's fun to be able to kind of make some desserts and not worry about tracking them. It's fun to eat full fat coffees and things like that, right? It's nice to not have to worry about macro friendly stuff all the time. It's easy to stick to my macros 6 days a week because of how I work. I mean, I'm I work at home. I you know, live in the country. I'm not going out to eat all the time through the week. It might not be for you if you already have trouble sticking to basic whole food, low calorie meals through the whole week. If that's you, I would probably put you on more of a flexible dieting plan. We're able to fit in restaurant foods, drinks with friends, desserts, you know, things like that through your whole week. If that's your schedule for me, Saturday is really the only day where I would be having big desserts and stuff thrown at me anyways. And it kind of worked out. So it could be worth including. It's actually something I, you know, you guys might not even be floored by this, but I'm just shocked that I'm even doing an episode saying that I might be backing them a little bit. I definitely don't think they're as crazy as I used to just by experimenting with them. I think that's the point of today's show is to try it out. Give it a few weeks. Use the structure I talked about. Six days of basic relatively plain, high protein, high vegetable meals, satiating, low calorie foods one day a week, hit those cravings out of the park. Just, you know, go for it all day. It's okay. And then realize you're going to make slower progress. So maybe you don't step on the scale as much if it stresses you out, but stick to that plan. Six days, it's not going to take six days to make up that, that, uh, steps back you took, I guess, from the cheat day. Um, it might, it's not not gonna take that long, but it will take a few days. So don't stress yourself out, get back on track. Do you need to do, and you might be surprised at how good you feel by including these. Now I do have, I'm going to do some blood work, just like routine blood work in the next month or so. I'm kind of curious how that's going to affect it, right? I have pretty good blood work and you know, that's just from keeping calories controlled and doing exercise and stuff like that. I'm curious if cheat days are going to negatively affect things like blood glucose, triglycerides, because you're kind of including a lot of servings of like desserts and stuff like that all in one day. Is that better than including them here and there throughout your whole week in moderation? Or is it, you know, is it, be, I'm kind of curious, which is going to be better I'm roughly the same weight as last time and roughly the same shape. So kind of curious on, On that, And I'll let you guys know, if you remind me, sometimes I forget about those things, I promise in episodes, but um, I I do kind of want to go over that blood work and see if it improved or got worse based on these cheat meals. My hunch is that it's pretty much exactly the same and maybe even got a little bit better. And that's just because of sticking to very, very healthy foods through the whole week. And my theory is that, but I don't really know. And I'll let you guys know. So that'll be it for today. Like I said at the intro, my recorder is dying. I'm getting pretty low in the battery, in the twenties for percent, and I don't want it to suddenly shut down on me. So I'll shut it down here for the episode. 409 episodes in, and kind of talking about cheat meals right now, and seeing maybe um, maybe you want to try them out. If you need, if you have any questions on how to structure that plan for you. Maybe you could reach out to me on Instagram. I am Stoltz Jordan on Instagram, S-T-O-L-Z-J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can always email me a question for the show, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com, and I will answer it on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, subscribing to the show, leaving reviews on iTunes and all that good stuff. I will talk to you next time.